let's set the scene. You're sitting there in your tree. A light breeze blows. The sun is starting to set. And the critters are stirring and starting to move. Deer begin to trickle out of the fields. When suddenly, busted with a blow and a stomp, everything's bopping away off into the sunset. But you find yourself asking, why? Welcome back to episode two of Frax Outdoor Report. Glad to have you with me. I know the first episode, the audio was pretty bad. I'm glad if you stuck it out. So we're going to get right into it with the news. All right, April 18th, turkey opener. Many of you already know this. If you listened to the first episode, that's what we went over. Another thing from DNR, offshore blind and shoreline licensing is now open. Uh, this is for the duck hunters and the waterfowlers. I'm assuming that if you want to have a blind built, you have to go through this link that they have at the website. You can fill it out. Uh, they will give you the permission you need to build what it is you use. Maryland DNR is searching for input for bag limits and seasons of multiple critters. I only skimmed this, but essentially they are looking for active hunters with active licenses they want input on animals such as squirrels, raccoons, the, in that range. So they're basically looking for some help, maybe some, some, some people's input on the bag limits of uh, certain critters. So feel free to look into that. Uh, like I said, I only skimmed it, um, but if it, it, could be a, it could be a great experience for someone else if they wanted to go through and lay down some information that they have. Okay, Maryland Fishing Report, April 6th, 2022. Weather conditions have kept most things calm, but it seems the trout are running well in the put-and-take areas. Lower Bay is running good for catch-and-release rockfish. I want to start, I want to stop here. Uh, the season opens May 1st in designated areas is the way they explain it. I do not understand that. I'm not a boat fisherman, um, but for any of you guys that are trophy fishermen or catching stripe catching stripe bass or rockfish out in the bay you may want to look into this designated areas very confusing to me the map kind of didn't make sense the way they broke it down and the reality was i couldn't explain it it basically just gave you certain areas where fish could be caught and kept so with that I do recommend going to the DNR website, looking at this. Again, the season opens May 1st. Right now, striped bass, rockfish, only catch and release. Upper and Middle Bay are running well with white perch and other species known to those parts. With the warm rains, it also seems that the northern snakeheads are starting to move. Look to catch them in shallow areas during sunny parts of the day. As always, freshwater fishing is starting to pick up. And they end it with, hopefully it will be a great fishing season on the water for everyone. Now to the main body of this, this work. Busted. This is one of my favorite topics because I've been busted so many times by deer that it's just become a thing that I'm used to. And honestly, I laugh at it. 
Most times it's comical or it's surprising, but either way, I make light of it. It just happens though, and I always wonder, what did I do wrong? Did I move? Did I not get my scent under control? What did I do and why was I busted? And that's what I want to talk about today. Realtree has the best article I could find on this topic. The title of the article is Busted, Five Things You Don't Know About Deer Senses. I read the entire article. I have eight things. These are eight takes that I took away from this article. I'm going to give you these takes individually and kind of break them down on why I felt that way. Uh, Number one, a lot, if not most, of the information comes from the University of Georgia. It seems they are actively studying cervid senses. And the man in charge of these studies is Dr. Carl Miller. He's leading everything in that realm of deer and cervids. Number two, uh, this one I thought was interesting. Deer see five times better than humans. I always assume that their vision, that their vision lacked because their hearing and their smell was so good. I always assumed that the hearing and the smell were the two main senses. Turns out that's not true. In fact, deer see really well. It just so happens that the way their eyes are are made, they have to see things in different perspectives. And we'll get into that. Number three, they see shades of specific colors. So essentially, they see blue and yellow really well is what the article was saying. But when they put green and red in front of them, they struggled to see those two colors, which makes sense and why we wear camouflage. Number four, their eyes detect extremely small movements, like steady breathing. This one is a little confusing to me. Mostly because when you're in the field, you're wearing, normally you're wearing heavier clothes or you're wearing thicker clothes. And sometimes that breathing can be suppressed underneath of that. What this guy was explaining was, essentially the deer can detect those small movements underneath of that. They're detecting the vibration of the movement with their eyes, with their ears, with everything. They're using all of their senses. This is a big one. Number five, the head bob. Now, I've seen this and I've seen this multiple times, uh, two in, in particular. And I've seen it up close. I always assumed that the head bob was an assessment. Whether it was trying to figure out what's in front of it, trying to figure out if it's in danger. Regardless, I always assumed it was an assessment of what they were looking at. But this guy, Dr. Carl Miller, goes into detail. He says that the deer use the head bob to take multiple pictures. So essentially, they have to see this object at multiple angles, at multiple multiple directions and degrees. And And what they're doing is, is they're taking pictures at every angle and they're putting this puzzle together. And that's how they determine what they're seeing. They're moving their head around. They're getting all of these snapshots and they're building this puzzle. It's incredibly intelligent, especially considering it takes, it takes a lot to to do that. And those animals are preyed on very, very hard. So they've had to evolve. Not of their hearing, to the hearing of deer. 
basically they've determined that deer hear what we hear. To understand it, I do recommend reading the article. It was a study done with brainwaves of deer and how they detect certain sounds. Essentially, they hear as good as humans and they also detect high frequencies extremely well, frequencies that we don't hear. And this all boils down to their ears essentially relating to mini satellite discs. So the way this guy's explaining it, when you see their ears up and rotating on sound, if you drop something and a deer picks its head up and its ears are moving around, it's trying to hone in on where that sound came from. And I, I really thought that was cool. Just just the fact, again, another evolutionary trait, they're using what they have, what they were what they were built with. They're using naturally everything they have to survive. Uh, one of the other things he goes into, he tries to determine or, or what he feels is the more lethal sense that the deer have. And as he talks about this, uh, he gets into the nose and how and how more lethal a deer's nose is than its eyes and its ears combined. Saying that deer can smell about 100 times more acute than humans, so their senses are extremely honed. So the next time your buddy comes to you and he says, man, it, it's like they smelled me from a mile away. It's probably true. If that wind changes and, and that deer, that animal's downwind, it's going to catch your whiff regardless. So I, I definitely, I definitely agree that its nose is more dangerous. I've a hundred percent been busted more times by nose than eyes or ears for sure. I've had deer walk right by me. No movement, no sound. They walk right by me, no problem. And I sit on the ground. I'm a ground hunter. So I, I know it works. But if you can't beat their nose, you're never going to beat them, period. And and lastly, in, in the article, they get into descent. I'm not going to cover this bigly. I'm just going to say this. Descent does work. And if you, if you know now, going through all of this, if you know, okay, I know that his nose is probably more effective. And I know that if I can beat the smell, I can beat the sight and the sound. So that's why I descent massively. I descent all my clothes, all my underclothes, my boots, my socks, my hat, my mask, my gloves, my backpack, my chair, everything. Descent is big. And... With knowing that they can smell a hundred times better than humans, it just goes to show that your focus should, yeah, you should focus on making less noise. And yes, you should pay attention to how you move. But at the end of the day, if your scent is not under control and you're not favoring the wind or playing the wind in a favorable way for yourself, it is more than likely that you are not going to be an effective hunter. I'm sure a lot of the information I went over, you already understand or possibly know. Maybe you've even read this article because it is, in fact, four years old. But I think as an outdoorsman, sometimes we forget the little things. How'd she see me? I didn't make a noise. Why'd she leave? Sometimes I forget that I'm the predator and that the prey has to avoid me at all costs. Deer are very interesting in their own right, smart as a whip too. They know that humans are danger, especially in pressured places. 
What I can tell you is that I'm definitely going to pay more attention in the woods, in particular with myself. Less moving, no talking, no noise, decent. And really what I'm hoping is, is by adjusting my style to the respects of my prey, success will once again dawn upon my patience and adaptability. I hope you found this episode informational. I really hope it helps somebody out. Maybe you'll you'll catch a whiff of something you've been doing wrong and it'll change your entire outdoorsman way. It'll change your entire hunting career. I, I really hope that this helps people. So I want to say thanks again. I appreciate your time. And remember, shoot straight, castrator. Hey guys, just want to thank you for listening today. As always, I hope you got a lot out of today's episode and feel free to comment with any of your questions or concerns so we can have a discussion. I know that there's a lot of information in today's podcast, but I would love to break it down with you if you feel like that's what you're looking for. So again, thank you for joining us. I hope you stick with us and I hope you like what you hear. Thanks.